Good morning, North Point family, and good morning to you who are also visiting with us this morning. For those of you who may not know, we recently started a series called Honoring North Point Community Church. The reason we take time to honor North Point is because North Point family has become for many of us a safe place to attend. As we look back over the years having attended North Point, many of us would say that North Point Community Church has been a place where we have received love, acceptance, forgiveness, and healing. We have discovered North Point to be, as our vision mission statement says, a place of sanctuary where imperfect people are being perfected by the love of Jesus. As we take our Bibles, and I encourage you to turn with me in your Bible to the book of Hebrews chapter 10, we are reminded that North Point has and continues to be a safe place where we are encouraged to confront our pain, our disappointments, our sorrows. So starting at verse 19, of Hebrews chapter 10, we read, Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Gary Ong recently preached a message from this passage called Embrace and Enjoy. It's a message that I encourage you to take time to listen to, which you can do by going to the North Point website. Gary reminds us that when listening to our stories, some might think that the church would be an unlikely place for us to be found and loved, and yet here we are. Now, one of the reasons I believe that some people might think that the church would be an unlikely place for us to be found is because of their perception of the church. For quite some time, I was one of these individuals who thought that the church was a place where those who attended were those who had it all together. Whether that was my own contrived understanding of the church or whether it was because no one seemed to talk about their struggles and disappointments or maybe both, I've discovered since then that the exact opposite is true of the church. The church is what I have heard the North Point family refer to 
on a number of occasions as a group of people, often bruised and broken from life, who are on a journey towards wholeness and life in Jesus Christ. Now, these words are not just some cute phraseology that sounds appealing. It is actually the teaching of Jesus which the writer of Hebrews is referring to when he says in verses 20 to 22, and I've already read these verses, but I'm going to read them again. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. The writer of Hebrews would have us know through the opening words of our passage that I just read, that the church is a people who have come to discover a dad, a heavenly father, whose arms are wide open, ready to receive us and our brokenness unconditionally through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, allow me to repeat what I just said. The church, and think about North Point, is a people who have come to discover a dad, a heavenly father, whose arms are wide open, ready to receive us and our brokenness unconditionally through his son, Jesus Christ. This was good news to the early church, and it has become good news to each one of us who have embraced this teaching. You see, friends, the many of us, or I should say like many of us, the early church was going through difficult times. No doubt there were those who were questioning that, Father God's love, acceptance, and forgiveness, and healing through his son, Jesus Christ. Judging from the book of Hebrews, we are led to believe that some were actually ready to pack it in, give up on their faith. Not unlike some of us, as we think back on where we were in our faith or lack of faith because of what we were going through. There was a time in my life when this was true for me. I based dad's love for me on my circumstances. If things were going good for me, dad was showing me that he loved me. If things were not going well for me, well, then that meant that God was upset with me. I guess you could say that I had a capricious view of God. Dad was, in my way of thinking, someone who accepted me one day and then well, he turned his back on me another. He wasn't someone I felt I could trust. And yet the writer of Hebrew reminds us that dad's love is unconditional. And it's unconditional because of Jesus Christ. True, there are times when dad, father God, he'll discipline us 
but it's not to make us pay for our wrongdoing. That has already been taken care of through Jesus Christ's sacrificial death. Nor will God discipline us to get us to do what he wants us to do to make himself feel better. I actually used to believe that. And yet that is not true. Dad does not find his self-worth and value in how we behave. He's God. Think about it. Dad is complete in himself, regardless of how we respond. Dad lovingly disciplines us to get our attention. This is something I desperately needed to understand in my life. I was just sharing this with one of my brothers this past week, talking about dad's unconditional love in the context of his discipline. Dad lovingly disciplines us to help us realize that the direction we are headed in life is one that brings us and those around us further pain, further suffering. Dad's discipline is one of his ways to help plus or minus navigate us on life's journey. If we were to take time this morning to read through the book of Hebrews, we would discover that although the writer gives a list of reasons to challenge our unhealthy way of thinking about dad, he returns time and again to the person of Jesus Christ as dad's greatest expression of his love for us. A teaching that was to be encouraged by the early church, a teaching that has been and continues to be the heartbeat of North Point Community Church. Many of us over the years have been encouraged by the North Point Community family to lean into dad, Father God, and not give up especially when the going gets tough. As we think about those who have been the greatest encouragement to us, we are reminded that it has been those who not only talked about Dad's profound transformational love, but rather those who have modeled the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus to us, which has given us hope and healing. Now, whether North Point realized it or not, they were doing exactly what the writer of Hebrews encourages us to do when he writes in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now, what I find most exciting is that our actions at North Point were often done unintentionally. And what I mean by that is we didn't respond with love, acceptance, forgiveness, because it was the Christian thing to do. We acted out of a transformed heart that had come to experience Dad's love, acceptance, and forgiveness. It, it says, Luke 7, 47 says, He who has been forgiven much, loves much. 
one of the many ways in which we have spurred or encouraged one another on in our walk with Jesus is through the sharing of our story. Your story, my story, our story is what has helped one another believe and receive the message of hope and healing in Jesus. It's what the Apostle John makes reference to in 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, when he writes, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. And we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. Listen closely, please. So that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. This is one reason why it's important for us to come together as community. Our coming together gives us opportunity to not only encourage one another to have a God story, and by the way, what I just read out of 1 John chapter 1 is John's story. He's talking about his experience that he has come to have with God the Father, Dad himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And out of that, sharing that with those around him so that they may enter into that same fellowship. And so when we think about that and we think about our coming together as, com as community, it's, it's not only... Uh, to give us opportunity uh, to encourage one another to have a God story uh, of their own, but to be able to encourage others with our God story uh, so that they in turn will be able to share their God story with others. We read in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, not to give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I realize it's more difficult to get together because of what has, and in some cases, still taking place with uh, COVID-19. And yet the writer is not talking about our not coming together because of some contagious outbreak. The understanding of verse 25 has to do with the mindset that we don't need the church community or the church community is better off without us. Friends, we need one another. And not just so that we can socialize with each other, as good as that is. No, no. We need one another so that we can be a blessing, a spiritual inspiration to one another. We come together so that we can pass on the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Just as we have been blessed by others at North Point, we now can be an encouragement 
to those who find themselves in a difficult place by showing them the love, acceptance, and forgiveness and healing of Jesus. So I encourage us to take some time to think of how we have been an encouragement during our difficult moments through the North Point family. And then I encourage you to share your story with us so that we can be an encouraged and uplifted as a North Point family. And in doing so, we honor one another. And so get in touch with Spencer or me. Give us opportunity to tape your story or to share your story with the North Point family. Let me just take a moment to pray for us this morning in closing. Dad, I'm so grateful for the fact that your love is unconditional. I'm so grateful for the fact that you have helped me come to that place of understanding like so many others at North Point Community Church. Not only am I grateful that we have come to this place of understanding, but I am so grateful that we place value on our story, enough that we are willing to share that with those around us. And I do pray that, that the North Point Community Church would come together in sharing their story with one another and be encouraged, feel honored that, that they are a part of a, a movement uh, a movement that brings honor to you and freedom and healing to those around them. And so I commit our North Point community family to you uh, this morning as we continue to grow in our relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ, and as we continue to be uh, the fragrance of Jesus to those around us. In your name we pray. Amen.